Christopher Gibson. I like the beats. I like the flow and the message. Now let's talk about that line, fighting demons on the daily. You know, that of course, you know, it's referring to um, the idea of people have, everybody has their own demons, you know, people struggle with their demons. That is, you know, the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the wiles of the enemy. That is a wild of the enemy, you know, that is a trick of the enemy for people to believe, you know. Christians, you, why would you believe that you have demons in you? You are to cast out demons. You know, this idea of everybody has their own demons, you know, people are struggling with their own internal demons. And they are talking about um, flaws or things that they struggle with. When you are in Christ, when you have come into Christ, there is nothing that is in you that shouldn't be in you. Anything that tries to get to you that shouldn't be in you, you can cast it out. Understand that you belong to God. You belong to Christ. You've been bought with a price. You do not belong to yourself, so you belong to God. What, what would the devil be doing inside you? And with, with the idea of referring to people struggling with something, like let's say they are struggling with masturbation or, or they are struggling with pornography or they are struggling with drinking, and then they call it their demon, or, or perhaps it is hot-temperedness, um, being hot-tempered and all of that. Why would you call that a demon? Because, you know, that is what the world has taught you. And then you are using that lingo, oh, you're, you're struggling with your demons, you're fighting your demons. You have no business fighting your demons. You know, you should not have demons in the, in the first place. You should not refer to those things as your demons. You know, when it comes to the issues of drinking and all of that, when you come into Christ, you have the power to resist such things. You put in work, you know, the Holy Spirit being in you, you have the ability. You know, so you are serious, you are going to you are, you are going to stop drinking, you are not taking any drink, you know, you are not going to look at porn, you are not going to, you know, um, um, when it comes to the area of hot-temperedness, that is a matter of the word and, and um, pride. If you are hot-tempered, you have pride. You know, you look at yourself more highly than you ought to. You, you, you think of yourself more highly than Otto. You are like, oh, how did this person talk to me like that? How did this person uh, do this to me? How did this person, you know, because of how highly you look at yourself, because of your pride, that is why there is hot-temperedness. And what is the solution for pride? You know, because obviously we know that um, humility is the opposite of that. So how do you get humble? You know, you become humble by submitting yourself completely 100 percent to jesus christ you submit to him it's wanting to say i've given my life to christ you know to commit to say that verbal commitment you know it's very important you know that's how you become a christian you know the verbal and your heart you know you love jesus you thank jesus for what he's done you realize what he did on the cross and you say you want to become a christian you you know you say that um, romans 10 you know 9 to 10 you know if anyone believes it in his, in his heart and confess you know with his mouth the logical jesus i believe so you know there's that part but there's the part of total submission where you have surrendered yourself your whole life to god your dreams your ambitions everything about you you no longer belong to yourself you now belong to god there will be no you left for you to feel pride you know the, the problem why um people have pride and all of that is because there's still so much of them you know you must decrease 
that he will increase and you must decrease to the point where you do not exist so you dissolve in him so it is just him when you have submitted everything to god who can insult you that it will, it will hurt you you've already given away your whole life you have surrendered everything before god so there's no you left to feel a, a certain kind of way that ah, how did this person say this kind of thing how is this person treating me that way and then you the the tempers now flare and you now when when that is wanting then there's also the aspect of the love of god being shed abroad by uh, your heart by the holy ghost now this is something that is done but you have to when you submit to that and when you um the more the deeper you go in god in studying the word and embracing and believing when you see something in the world you believe it is there if you look in the mirror you know the bible says beholding us in the mirror you know the glory of god you know and the word of god is the mirror when you look at a, a, a physical mirror let's say that you look in the mirror and you see a speck in your eye or you you look in the mirror and you see um, some food on your mouth you do not live there t thinking that there's no food on your mouth perhaps you did not know before it so you did not know that there was food you know food particles on your mouth until you looked at the mirror but the mirror showed you that it was there then you now clean it off so it is the word of God that will show you who re who you really are. It is the word of God that you know connects to the dividing you know asunder of bone and soul and spirit and bone and marrow. You know that will show you who you are on the inside and on the outside. You may have your own ideas of who you are and what is you know just like be before you looked at the mirror and saw food particles in your mouth. You know you didn't know you you had your own idea that there was no food particles in your mouth. But it, when you looked at the mirror, the mirror showed you that there were food particles in your mouth. So in the same way, you look at the word of God and the word of God shows you what you really are and who you really are on the inside and on the outside so the more you get into the world and the more you fall in love with jesus you begin to love people like jesus and when you love people like jesus how can you it will be, be, be difficult for you to have hot temperedness and be angered by them you know it's become very um difficult or basically impossible because you love them and you know your love is not based on what they did or what they did not do your love is based on his love so it is his love that is flowing through you the love of god shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost so that is how that works so you know um it's very important to take note of that you know and of course we have the ability to cast out devils you know when you when you you know it is not difficult it is just the word of god says so so it is so it is that simple there is no two way about it it's not something that oh some people can or you have to get to a spiritual high or whatever no the bible says you can you can this time shall follow them that, that believe they shall cast out devils who cast out devils you know stop all this um, nonsense of um um, you have demons or or, yeah, or everybody has their own demons and all of that buying into lingo of the devil just like people buy into lingo of the devil when they say things like crafts you know work on your crafts that is craft is short for witchcraft and satan is somebody that understands language and he's doing that now there are people who say that well craft refers to you know um what people do no that we are talking you are referring to now is arts and crafts and that is specific to woodwork, you know, sculpture and things of that nature. It does not extend into everything like it is used in the context of nowadays. You know, nowadays is looked at as everything. So the devil is desensitizing us to um, satanic things and to satanic words. It's intentional, just like goats. Now people call themselves the goats or representing the grace of all time. But the goat is actually a symbol for satanism. It's a symbol for the bathroomate. You know, it is used to represent stubbornness and rebellion in the Bible. 
So we as Christians, we should be wise. You know, the world uses words like microaggression. The world will not let things like this slide when it comes to them. That's why they use words like microaggression and all of that. And they have even gone to the extent of saying that words are violence. But which words? Words that, you know, um, um, that go against what they want to believe, what they, the idea they want to push. So they now censor people from speaking because it's words are violence. You know, so the world is doing that. They are, they are intentionally doing that. So we should be aware of the words of the devil, you know, the tricks of the enemy, the kinds of things that he's doing. You know, because it all has a bigger picture, you know, at the end of the day. So um, be smart, be wise. I'm rising on your promises, but I've been living like I'm cursed. Because I think I know what's best for me, and I end up hurt. This ain't no pity party. Depression creeping up, I gotta pray it out. I see evil all around me, gotta get it out. wanna take me out my game. I can't let these people keep me from my purpose. I claim I'm here, but on the real deep down inside, I'm hurt. Basically, it's all make believe. But I just keep on trusting in you, that's the faith in me. Lord, this life you gave me down here breaking me. Regardless, I'm riding with you, where you taking me? Have your way with me. If I gave you all of me, Lord, would you give me all of you? Cause I'm gonna have to let go of some things in order to follow you. It's so easy for me to claim it, but so hard for me to follow. It's so easy for me to say it, but so hard for me to follow. No, I'm riding, I just need to know that you gon' see me dope. You see me trying. Cause it's the hardest thing I ever had to plan with my mind. I'm confused, it's hard to choose between the two. If I gave you all of me, Lord, would you give me all of you? Lord, I'm crying out. You know, that's an interesting question. If I gave you all of me, will you give me all of you? He has already given you <laughs> giving you him, himself. He has already given you his son before, you know, um, you can even say that, you know, um, he first loved you. You know, it is not like you loved him first. It's not like you came to him with a deal, you know, uh, and said that, um, um, look, um, can you save me, you know, send your son to die for me and then um, save me and I will do this for you, you know. Um, keep in mind that God can easily create a new set of man or a new set of creatures and wipe out, you know, this existing um, species of man, you know. And he's within his right to do that. You know, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. But, you know, thank God for his grace towards us, you know. So um, it is what it is. You need to be smart, you know, and understand the realities of distance. But, of course, you know, in the context that he's saying, it is like from somebody that, you know, is weak, in the faith and trying to figure these things out so you know i can understand you from that perspective you know if i give you um all of me will you give me all of it but that is you know from somebody that doesn't know christ doesn't really understand things you know so he's looking at it from that perspective you know so that's uh, another thing that's interesting honestly i feel like our conversations be dry now now these burdens on my back is like i'm tired that man down the web has been prospering i can't stand that i surrender i got my hands up and head down what i'm supposed to do when i feel all alone you're supposed to be my stripper when you distant i'm not strong you told me to drop it out and follow you but i can't lie lord that hard to do i'ma need you to guide me some of the things that i be doing feel so right but i know it's wrong and some of the people that i love ain't right but it's hard to leave them alone Cause I'ma have to leave some people in the past I'ma have to let go of some things I love and that's a fact I got a bad habit of following you then running back What it gonna take for me to give you my heart and not take it back? That was interesting. What is it going to take for me to give you my heart and not take it back? You know, taking it back like if God is going to break it or God is going to disappoint you. He's not. And, you know, I, I, I believe also one thing that is affecting his perspective is the fact that he thinks that everything that happens is God's doing. You know, that is not true. 
You know, everything that happens in the world is not God's doing. As a matter of fact, nothing happens without us giving him, inviting God to make it happen. Or someone, you know, inviting God to make it happen, you know, um, on this earth. Because that is just the reality of things. Remember the, the um, prayer that is often called um, our Lord's Prayer, which, you know, should not be called that, but, you know, you know the prayer, Our Father who art in heaven. In that prayer, it says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? And why just saying that that, that should be prayed? It is because we have to pray. We have to invite God for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, we don't need to pray about God's will being done. It is God's will that is done in heaven. But on earth, it is not God's will being done. We have to pray for God's will to be done on different issues and different matters. For God's will to be done. You know, and you have to understand the reason for that is that... Um, First of all, the earth was not created for God. It was created by God, but not for God. It's just like a dog house. If you build a dog house, yes, the dog house was built by man, but it is not for man. It is built for the dog. The man lives in the master house, in the main house, but he built the dog house outside for the dog. Now, earth was built for man. Heaven was built for God. Both was built by God. Just the same way the main house and the dog house were both built by man. But, you know, the dog house was built, you know, for the dog. You know, so you have to understand that. In the same way, it, you know, even when you look at Adam in the early days, you know, Adam in the Garden of Eden, God visited the garden. God did not live in the garden. He wasn't living there. He visited in spite of the fact that he made it, he created it, he visited. He was visiting. You know, so um, it was the whole world was created for man. So man had the authority. When man fell, he, the authority shifted to Satan. Then after the authority shifted to Satan at the cross and after what Jesus did, the authority shifted to the church. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, you know. So the, the the authority of this world belongs to the church. So we should pray and we should invite God into situations. So don't think that when a hurricane happens, a, a tornado happens, when you lose a loved one, that it is God's doing. God told you to raise the dead. So if you lose a loved one, you are supposed to pray and raise that person from the dead. That is what you should be doing. That is actually what the Bible says. The Bible <laughs> says that, you know, this sign of only them that believe, you know, one of them is raising the dead. So it is not for you to say, ah, God, why did this love one that you should raise the dead? You know, and of course, it starts from somewhere. So if, um, one way before you get there, you know, for some of, it's not compulsory, but you can start with like, for example, you feel a pain in your body, you, you say be healed. Your bank account, you know, is looking a certain kind of way. You prophesy to the bank account, you know, you prophesy to your business. You start this, you start doing these things, you know, believing, praying, declaring, and, you know, working out you know, your faith, exercising your faith, you know, and when you are laying hands on the sick and doing all this and expect them to recover, you know, you tell the limb, rise up, you know, you know, and you can also start with yourself, your family and, you know, all of that. When you do that and you're exercising your faith, sooner or later, you know, you go to the aspect of, you know, raising the dead, you know, it's the same faith, the same faith that works to make somebody that is, that um, had a fever, you know, lay hands on the person, the person becomes well instantaneously. That same fit is the same fit that raises the dead. It is no different. 
So um, that is the thing. So it's not like, oh, and then you think ashes and ashes, dust to dust. Oh, God took away my loved one. Oh, God killed my, my father, you know, all these people. No, no, no. All those things are not God's dream. You know, so and understand that God's hand in the world right now is the church. And you as a Christian should be part of the church. So you are a solution to the problems of men. If you are not a part of the solution, that is your problem. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why why are they, why do bad things happen in the world? Because the people who are supposed to be the representatives of God, the people who are supposed to be Christ-like, don't see, don't understand the power aspect of being Christ-like, don't understand the aspect of being ambassadors for Christ. You represent Christ. It's like Christ was sown as a seed. And then has sprouted as the church, you know, so it's like he multiplied himself. So we are all representatives of Christ. You know, greater works than this shall you do before, because I go to my father, you know. So we are supposed to do greater works. So everything that Jesus did, you can do. And much more. That is a fact. So that is the direction, but we do not build ourselves in this thing. The church, you know, we do not believe and teach these things and build ourselves in this direction. We have to. So we see ourselves as who we really are and be the solution and the answer to the problems of men because that is who we are, not people that will be sitting down and complaining and stressing that, oh, I'm going through this, oh, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with this. Oh, no, we should be solving other people's problems. We shouldn't have these problems at all. We should, we should know how to use the word of God to deal with this problem, to end the problem instantaneously and then go to people and then be the the, the Christ that's, that is revealed, you know, to them. Because technically, Christ is in us. If Christ being in you, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ in us should be the hope of glory to the world. You know, we represent Christ. We are his ambassadors. We come out, we heal the sick, we raise the dead, you know, we change lives, we touch lives, we transform lives. That is who we are. That is who we are called to be. You know, so until we do that, until the church rises up in this power and in this capacity, there's going to be issues all over the world. You know, but now the church is in this position of they have bought a lot of victim mindsets. So they just sit back and pray and say, oh, God, do this. God, do this. Oh, God, do this. No, God is waiting for you to stand up and do it. God has given you the power to do it. You know, God, God has given you all that you require. God has given you his Holy Spirit. What could be greater than that? He has given you himself to live inside you, to be in you. Therefore, you are basically God's headquarters. You know, you do not look up to reach out to God. God is inside you. God lives in you. You know, and a lot of people have not learned to, to, to develop a friendship and a relationship with the Holy Spirit, to talk to the Holy Spirit, hear the Holy Spirit. That puts you in a different position in life. And when you do this, you would see the, how amazing and miraculous your life will be. You gave me that and breaking me Regardless, I'm riding with you Where you taking me? Have your way with me If I gave you all of me, love, Would you give me all of you? Cause I'm gonna have to let go of some things I know that I follow you It's so easy for me to claim it But so hard for me to follow It's so easy for me to say it But so hard for me to follow No riding, I just need to know That you gon' see me through You see me trying Cause it's the hardest thing I ever have a plan with my mind I'm confused, it's hard to choose between the two If I gave you all of me, love, Would you give me all of you? You have to take out the trash. <laughs> you have to take out the trash. It's trash day, baby. You got to take out the trash. If you're going to go where he's ordained for you to go, you're going to have to let some stuff go. You know, 
I like the the concept uh, and you know the message of letting go of things that shouldn't be you know um in your life you know um bad um stay um letting go of um bad habits and all of that you know and you know that being said um make sure you check out alfred.vip and subscribe to plus to alfred.vip so you could get access to you know videos comics novels bedtime stories and a whole lot more also check out invest.alfred.vip you know to invest in our several investment packages thank you and god bless you Say this prayer or the belief you have not given your heart to Jesus Christ. Dear God, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came, died, and was raised from the dead to save me. I confess him, Lord, over my life and ask you to give me your Holy Spirit to live within me. I receive your spirit by faith and thank you for I am now born again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. You are now a Christian. Go to alfred.vip and click the salvation prayer link in the main menu to get resources that will help you with your work with God. God bless you.